Okay, guys. Welcome to the Power Half Hour, everyone. Today we have a very special guest, uh, my speech coach, honored to call you that. Um, and she also coaches people um, who are employed in the tech industry in Silicon Valley. She coaches people uh, that are religious leaders. She coaches professional speakers. And of course, uh, real estate sales professionals like ourselves and insurance sales professionals as well. And uh, she's been a big help to us. And uh, she's been appearing on our clubhouse sessions as well. Uh, Rebecca, thank you first and foremost for being here today. And thank you for your, all your contributions so far. So without further ado, Rebecca Linquist, welcome. Thank you so much, John. And hello, everyone. I would actually invite all of you, if you can, to share your video today because I'd like to take you through an exercise and it's helpful for me if I can see you uh, because I'll be voice prompting you a bit. And it's fine if you don't wanna share your video, but if you do share the video, I'll be able to see what's happening. And I love what John said that you're all speaking English as a second language, even if you're fluent in English, that's fabulous. We all have patterns and most of us don't speak in a neutral way. So when I'm talking, you probably notice I have an accent. We all do. The idea is when you're meeting with a client, you don't want your speech to distract them. Mm. So there shouldn't be anything you do where the client is like, hmm, having an issue for any reason. Right. So it's not about which accent you have. I don't think people care as long as you speak clearly. Right. So I'd like to share with you some things you can do in your body. And even as a native speaker, so it's not because you speak another language, it's also for anyone who speaks English who wants to sound, as a first language, who mm. wants to sound more confident. It's mm. also really important to do daily warm-ups. How many of you do daily vocal warm-ups every day? I'll be honest, I, I haven't been doing it only before I meet you. Uh. Yeah, I love to ask that question because most people are not. And in my opinion, you should be doing it every day, even if you do it in the shower. Sing in the shower, do your exercises there. I'll share some exercises with you that can get you started today. They can be very simple, but the idea is that if you do them daily, it becomes a habit and then you can change your underlying habits. So I'll be sharing a bit of that with you. The other thing people tell me is they seldom get feedback on their speech. Mm. So people may not tell you how you're doing. A lot of us never get feedback from managers, even executives tell me no one tells them how they're doing. Most people just say great or nothing at all. Right. So you wanna find ways to find out what you're actually doing differently. And that's what I do in coaching is it's not a general program. It's very, very customized. I watch you and listen to you and give you feedback. So today we're in a group session. Most of my work is one-on-one. -on -one. But I love doing group sessions because as a group, you can all become aware of what you can do differently. Mm -hmm. So let's jump right into the warm-up. And John, at any time, if you want to invite them to ask questions or interrupt me, I'm happy to, to answer any questions. Absolutely. Guys, just type it in the chat box if you have anything. Well, I got a question for you right off the bat. How, how is uh, voice inflection, um, pronouncing your words clearly, how, how does that contribute to your what you call executive presence? Yes, great question. Being clear and being succinct for me is a precursor 
And what I mean by that is if you're not speaking clearly, if you're mispronouncing words, and you may not know you're doing it. Most of my clients tell me they're shocked to find out they're mispronouncing words because they grew up here. Their parents were from another country sometimes, and they think they're saying everything correctly. And my ear, I listen for all the nuance. So to give you an example, I have a client who says, that's what I'm here for in his videos. And instead of saying that's, he says, that's, that's oh. what I'm here for. And it sounds funny. So anything that sounds funny is going to detract from your executive presence. Mm. Even a little, I always say the devil is in the details. Definitely, It's like definitely. a small thing, but it can be distracting. And I noticed Jay says, I always sing in the shower. So I commend you singing in the shower is a great way to practice. You can practice in your car. You can practice anywhere. How many of you like to stand up when you speak? You prefer to stand up, not sit down. Most people tell me that. And so I'd like to share with you exercises you can do so that you can sit down and sound as good as you do when you're standing. Mm. Because what if you're in a meeting and everybody's sitting down and they ask you a question? You don't want to stand up because you have to. You right. want to be able to stay with everybody else and speak seated. Notice my voice is pretty strong today, but I'm seated. I'm not standing. Mm. So let me just show you a way to practice you always want to start with grounding. So number one is ground your voice. What I mean by that is you press into your feet. So if your feet are somewhere else, we're on Zoom, so you can have your feet on your desk. You can be here. You're completely ungrounded, which means if your pitch is too high, mine tends to be high sometimes, it gets higher when I unground. Mm. If someone makes me nervous, it gets higher. I squeeze, I don't sound great. So the first thing to do is to press into your feet and grow an inch taller. I should be able to see you doing that in the video. Some of you are doing that. If you shift around, that's a good sign. And I'm going to share just a very quick warm up that anybody can do in a chair. So you press into the feet, grow an inch taller, and look at your sternum. We can all see right here the breastbone. It's long and the neck should be long. Mm. A lot of us instead do this all day. Yes, when I sit, when, I, when I'm sitting, I'm definitely slouching. That's what most of us do. And the other reason we do this, I'm sure you guys know this, is this, right? We do this because we're going to be on our phone. Right. Exaggerating so you can see the movement. We hold on to this. Instead, we want to be here, but that may not feel good for you today. Right. So be very aware of how it feels. Go inside and be aware. And we're going to reset your posture. But if anything doesn't feel good, do less. Still a good exercise, just do less. So from here again, press into the feet. It's very repetitive. Spine is long. The back of your neck should not be squeezed. Mm. What most of us do is this. This is the fight flight response. Ah. So you're driving, someone pulls out in front of you, you slam on the brakes. You have to squeeze here. Try to slam on the brakes without squeezing your neck. Mm. Not gonna happen, it's a stress response. But when you're chatting with people, you don't want to seem under stress. Mm. You're pressuring them into something. You want to be able to have a conversation and sound relaxed. So that's why you got to first press into the feet. From here, take your fingers and cross your thumbs. It doesn't matter which way. You cross the thumbs. Fingers are loose and free. Now take your thumbs and go above your head and all the way behind you if it feels good today. If it doesn't feel good, stay here or here. 
Don't do anything that feels really bad. <laughs> but if it's a little challenging, go for it. If it's painful, don't do it. So when you're here, come behind your head if you can. Take your elbows back and let your neck be long. Do you mm. notice how for some of you this is happening? Yeah. That means the back of our neck is getting short. So you really want to elongate, let your neck be long in the back. Now take your elbows, come back behind you, all the way behind your body, and see if you can touch your elbows in the back. Of course we can't, <laughs> but the goal is there, we're trying. Now your shoulders, and I'm wearing black today, so it's kind of hard to see. Let me do this so you can see the shoulder. So right. your shoulders are back. We don't want them in the front like this. We want them back. So not here, here. So your shoulders are back here. I'm gonna let me keep this here so I can show you. You're up here, your shoulders are out. I'm gonna take this off completely so you can see. So your shoulders are back. Now this is what happens, what most of us do when we're back here is we, we're gonna come around now, take your arms all the way out like you're, you have a huge tray filled with champagne for all your clients. <laughs> you're in a grand opening of your new home you just put on the market. You're gonna share the champagne. You're gonna roll your shoulder back. As you come forward, notice how the shoulder wants to do that. Don't uh, let it do it. Come all the way forward and back. So that's the idea. You do that and I want you to notice how your shoulder now feels. So when open. you, yeah, open is a good word. If anything's painful, just don't do it, do less. So if this didn't feel good, I'd stay here and kind of do that. And then maybe tomorrow you can be back here, neck long, all the way around. This is really a beautiful exercise. You can do it multiple times. I encourage you to. It's resetting your neck, your thoracic spine, so you can breathe better. You can do it in the car right before your appointment. From here, roll your shoulders around. So my hands are here. Let me do this so you can see. And just roll back and see how big you can make it. Press into your feet, spine is long. And just roll back and notice what happens with your neck. Let the neck be long, eyes are eye level. Just notice what you feel in your body and breathe. From here, interlace your fingers and let's all go forward. See how loud you can make the sound. Now, if your ha isn't very loud, see if you can lift your tongue behind your upper teeth and then drop your tongue and make the sound. Inhale, tongue goes up. Exhale, tongue comes down. Then above your head, like a big morning yawn. The key to warming up your voice compared to doing yoga is we need to use the voice. You have to make sounds. From here, you press out. Now we're gonna pull back. And you can do this repetitively. energy work. Those of you that like to do Tai Chi, Qigong, or uh, body energy work, there's a lot of different varieties of it. Doing exercises that kind of pump you up before you public speak, put more energy on the voice. It's a good thing to do. That's really good. Wow. Thank you for that exercise. Everyone, you got to watch the role play. Uh, sorry, watch the replay over and over and just do the exercise before you prospect, before you go into a listing appointment, right? So um, why, why do you, so when you, when you tell me, because I speak 
and a lot. And I, I tend to want to downswing because I want to sound confident and authoritative. Uh, at the same time, I don't want to sound too mean and too intense. That's what you observed about me. Like wh why, why, um, tell me how am I too intense? Great question. So what I find a lot of times when people want to sound more authoritative, they think they need to speak from the throat. So if I speak from my throat, I sound like this. I'm speaking from the throat. But my question to you is, does my voice sound a little too men menacing or threatening or does it sound welcoming? <clears throat> What do you think? Does this sound great? Or does this sound like I'm threatening and menacing a little bit? A little bit threatening, yeah. Yeah, this is not great. It sounds, in American culture, now I will preface it by saying that it might sound great in another language. Mm -hmm. I have clients who speak like that in their native tongue. That's great. But in American English, we do that when we're scared. So if mm -hmm. I'm walking in an alley and somebody jumps out at me with a knife, I go, hey, stay away from me, right? Yeah. Get away. I'm not going to go get away, right? I'm going to do right. it in a deep, menacing voice so I have a prayer of, you know, maybe them not robbing me. <laughs> maybe I have to do other things too. But the idea is that that voice, that deep, throaty voice, is pretty strong culturally. Mm. It's not a friendly voice. I, the, but we're always uh, taught to downswing on our sentences to sound confident. And you totally just debunked that for me. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that. So the downswing is wherever your pitch starts, you want to go down, I would agree. So if I say, sign the contract, mm. how I went down, I didn't right. do sign the contract. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm asking if you want to, I'm saying now is the time to sign the contract. My sign. volume got kind of soft. Right. So yeah, as we were taught, like, you know, people who, uh, guys who are on, on this call who were previously Mike Ferry or currently Mike Ferry, that's what we've been taught. That At least that's how I've been taught. Sure. Sign the contract. And I have to, you know, fist pump or, or chop down. <laughs> Sign the contract. Michael, you're laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? So how do we, how do we get away from that and, 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 you know, close for the signature, ask for the signature and be and make it light and kind at the same time so people are comfortable with signing with us. Love that question. So first of all, different things work with different people. There might be people that love it when you act like that. So right. that could work for somebody. But again, our goal is to be neutral. We don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. Right. So to neutralize it, again, you ground through the feet and you inhale. If you're holding your breath, which a lot of people do. So if I'm holding my breath, you see how I also feel like maybe I'm not coming from a good place, sign the contract. I'm communicating yeah. to you that I'm under some pressure and I'm pressuring yeah. you. So you have to be breathing. Whole body breathing. You have to be comfortable in your own body. And then with a nice breath, you say, and now it's time to sign the contract. Now so it's I'm time to sign the contract. Yeah, that feels good. Can go up and down. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that, that, that to me was an eye opener. And now, you know, I, I make... I try to talk with a higher voice instead of always trying to keep my voice deep because I was very young when I started in the business. And I'm I guess I don't have to do that anymore. I can sound more kind. So Michael, uh, let's not be forceful in our approach. Let's be kind. <laughs> All right. So you need to talk to Rebecca more. Um, tell us how you help um, people who are not from here 
or not from North America, uh, English as a second language, how do you help them with their accent? That's a great question. That's actually my specialty. That's where I okay. started. And then I added layers later because people wanted other things. They didn't all want to work on their accent. But my belief is that if you first work on clarity, as I mentioned earlier, it's a precursor. Mm -hmm. So you work on clarity first, then you work on everything else. There really is a pecking order. So if you're mispronouncing words, you got to fix that first. And I have a 10-week program where I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I very quickly, 10 weeks is two and a half months. I meet with you for an hour every week and we fix all the issues. We do the vowels, the consonants. So A-E-I-O-U, but we have 23 vowel sounds. Mm -hmm. A, A, you know, words like project. Some people say project instead of project. project. So learning the length on sounds, I use a band to show you words like project, project. or contract. Contract. We learn the vowels of the language, also consonants. Mm. So some people have trouble with R's. Some people have trouble with final D on a word or mm -hmm. Z. So we work on all those sounds, distinguishing them. And then we do endings on words, which is really important as a business professional. If you're not ending strong, you can sound tentative. So this is how you sound tentative. Let's give an example. Uh, a week or two ago, when when I said um, when I said I wanted to uh, talk to an agent, and you said, "Did you say Asian?" <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I'll put that in the chat window. If you're not careful on the word agent, it can sound like Asian. You want to talk to an Asian? <laughs> Those things happen. Some of the words that are so interesting to me in my field is people often say face when they mean phase. Oh. Ending gives you a totally different word. Now, native speakers will tell you that we figure it out. If you say, you know, we're in the next face. And you mean we're in the next phase. phase. Of course, we figure out what you're saying by the context. But in my opinion, you lose some ground. Mm. Because if I have to figure out what you're saying, I'm not really connecting to the messaging. That's right. So it's really important to work on endings and then word stress. And word stress is how you know which part of mm. the word is a little bit longer. Like it's been a game changer working with you, just pronouncing my words. And now I'm ultra aware, um, you know, which words to pronounce what. And I no longer say Asian, agent. Yes. And when I say, I say listing, listing with a D. <laughs> Love that. And the other mistake I hear a lot of people do that John hasn't done, but some people do, is they say listing. Listing. And a lot of people tell me they think there's a G because it's spelled with a G. There's no G on the end of listening. It's an N made in the back of the throat. So it's listing. Oh, Van uh, brought up a good one. Uh, realtor. Realtor. Uh, yeah, this is one even for native speakers. Some people pronounce realtor wrong. I like to get a little bit of T in it, but you don't want, to, don't want it to be three syllables. You want it to be two syllables. Okay. Realtor, not realtor or realtor. Just Real. realtor. 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 Realtor, and the first syllable is longer. Realtor. Realtor. Guys, it's not realtor. Okay, just, just to make that clear, it's not realtor. It's realtor. <laughs> nice. Even realtors say it wrong. So 
This is this is great. Um, and guys, uh, Jack, um, Rebecca will share her info at the end of the call here. Uh, but I do want to touch on charisma. How do you help a person with charisma? Because it's it's charisma is is myth to a lot of people, and charisma is what attracts good business. Um, how do you help them with that? That's such an amazing question because it goes deep. Mm. So remember how we talked about pronunciation being step one precursor. Charisma is down the road. After you polish everything else, you pronounce words well, you learn to breathe, you get your posture in a good place. You have to have powerful posture, which mm. is why I had all of you do this one today. Right. Because what most people do is this. Yes. If you do this, you're never going to have charisma because right now I'm already noticed what's happening to my voice. I'm exaggerating, but this is right. Not, right. It sounds like I'm not feeling great about myself. So you got to be here first. And then charisma has a lot of components. One of them is gravitas. And I had a client once say, does that come from gravity? And I was going to say no. And I thought maybe because gravity is like pushing you down, grounding you. And gravitas is about having a deepness and a richness to your voice. Wow. So you got to have a big vocal range. Right. So I would say that's one of the reasons to do the warm-ups in uh, the shower so you get more vocal range. So you can go high and you can go low. Right. And when you public speak, you can do everything in the middle. You have more options available to you. And that starts to feed into finding your own charisma. If you have the breath and you have the grounding and you can pause, you can control the rate of your speech. Those things are all interrelated. Wow. So it really goes deep. I have to go through the, the 10 <laughs> sessions first to go into charisma because I got to get the base basics down. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess that, that leads to my next question. As you get uh, to pronounce your words correctly and you, you correct me on grammar as well. <laughs> I have bad grammar, guys. Uh, don't make fun of me. Uh, and then, uh, then you go into charisma. Then how, how do you coach your public speakers? Because I, I want to be a public speaker. I mean, I speak every week anyways. Um, how do you do that? What do you do with them? Yeah, so a couple things. One is projection. So mm. projection is about speaking into the mask. And just now I'm exaggerating. So this is not how you normally speak, right? Your lips don't go all the way forward. So why was I doing that? Mm. So what I was showing you is how to give a workout to your articulators which is a fancy word for your lips and your teeth and your jaw and your tongue. And the idea behind projection is to take the lip, you lift the lip and you take the jaw forward. So notice how far forward I'm going into the mask. And the mask is your nose and your cheekbones. Like you have a big megaphone and right. you're gonna talk into the megaphone. It's big here, it's small by the mouth, right. it's big, and it's big in the back of your throat. So you can try this by just inhaling into the back of your throat. And if that's a weird thing to do, try laughing like a crazy person. It sounds weird, but it works like this. <laughs> and when you do it, let your neck be long. So most of us squeeze our neck. Yes. Let your neck be long. You can take your fingers by your ear. You don't squeeze your neck. And then laugh hysterically. <laughs> now find that spot that opened up in the back. 
breathe into it and speak from the back of the mouth out into a projection through the nose mm. and the cheek. This is the bone resonance that gives you that deep buzzy sound when you speak that gives you more charisma eventually. So you speak out here. I don't have a microphone today, but that's not going to stop me from talking loudly. Yes. So that's the key. You don't want to have a voice that's so soft that you can't get louder when you need to. You always tell me I, I speak from like right here uh, from my throat. Mm -hmm. So how, how would you um, coach the crowd right now? Guys, we all need to speak like this. It's speak from the back of your mouth. Can you teach us that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I want to mention some of you may also speak from the front of your mouth. Hmm. So that's what I call powerless speech. And John's Ooh. actually not doing that. He's speaking from the throat. But some people talk like this. Have you ever seen people who talk like this? Yes. So what I'm doing now is I'm talking in the front of my mouth, which is also not a great thing. Right. So you want to do a self-assessment. Where do the sounds come from? Do they come from the front of the mouth? Do they come from the throat? Ooh, if yeah. so, you might want to change it and let them come from the back of the mouth. By the mouth. Speak from the back of the mouth. So that exercise we did with the hysterical laughter was to teach you how to use that muscle in the back. Right. It opens up and you make the sound, the whispered ah. When you make the sound, let your neck be long. Make sure you're not squeezing your neck. Now breathe into the back. I'm speaking from the back of my mouth. I'm speaking from the back of my mouth. And if you're not sure if that's the right pitch for you, another quick shortcut is to hum. Mm. So try pressing into your feet and ground. Cross your thumbs, reset your posture. Always do that first. Serve the big tray, come around. Roll out the shoulder, and then from here, just hum. So that's your natural pitch. So try speaking from the hum. So it's, this is what I sound like. This is what I sound like. Notice for John how nice that pitch was. That it was deep, but not too deep into the throat. That resets the pitch when you hum. Now, how long can you speak at the hum? And I noticed for myself, I'm going a little lower than, earlier I was a little up here, a little right. too large. We got, so I need to lower mine. I need to, hmm, I need to be a little more here. This is my natural pitch for my instrument. Everyone's a little different. Yes, thank you. Hey, so Eddie's on the call. So guys, Eddie O'Brien is the one that introduced uh, Rebecca to us. Eddie um, is on track to do uh, $3 million in uh, gross commissions earned this year. And he's doubled his income from last year. And, uh, you know, Eddie, if you can unmute and tell us uh, why work with Rebecca and how has it improved your business? Great question. So I've been working with Rebecca for about 10 years and I... You know, as, as we all know here, we're on this journey of self-improvement and we get paid to talk, basically. And we're, we're the only industry where we don't have to buy anything to sell. We don't have a shop. We don't have, we're not managing a restaurant. We get paid to blah, blah, blah. We get paid to talk. So, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Talk to and speak with a coach who's going to help you get better with your speech, with your communication skills. And I feel like, and I tell Rebecca, I joke around, I'm going to keep her for life 
Because I just, you know, there's always room for improvement. And I think I've come a long way. Uh, and it definitely helps. Obviously, you know, when you speak better, when you are confident, you know your scripts, um, you know, the sky's the limit with, with in this business. So I, I would highly recommend uh, Rebecca. And John has been working with her for a few months. And John, you've seen some changes, right? Big changes, uh, yeah. yeah. Michael correctly, first and foremost. Yeah, Michael, Michael Ireland, he, he used to be a coach with Mike Ferry and even he is using Rebecca. So you can, you can tell people who've been in the business for 20, 30 years, even they're like so keen on learning because, because guys, I mean, this is, this is our asset right here. You know, this is it. This is, this is, this is, this is worth a billion dollars right there. You should (laughs) should ensure that, uh, Eddie. Say it again. You should ensure your throat. Or I know, else. seriously, <laughs> seriously. I mean, we, we, yeah. So it's, it's really, uh, and then she's not just helping you with the, you know, with the speech and the, the tonality of your voice, you know, like I used to have this really deep voice, you know, like, and, and she, she was like, okay, Eddie, you want to come across friendly. You want to, you don't want to have the deep voice. Like, you know, a lot of Indians have this deep voice. Right. So, uh, so she helped me with that. Now I, my voice is, I can just feel it as crispier, it's yes. approachable, and I still work on it every day, you know, with her help. Amazing, amazing, Eddie. And, and uh, I'll tell you guys, I, I, was, I started to role play with Eddie about four years ago. Couldn't understand the guy when we first uh, started. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But he's, he's a phenomenal guy. Reach out to Eddie if you guys have any questions as well. And, you know, Eddie came from India, 14 years old, and, you know, with nothing. And look at where he is today. And he's still looking to improve, uh, still looking to improve with uh, Rebecca as well. So, you know, awesome, Eddie. Thank you for your, for your sharing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Phenomenal job. Rebecca, we are at time, but thank you so much. Um, you know, obviously it's a short call. How do we reach out to you? Uh, how do we follow you on social media? How do we get involved in your coaching? Great question. I'm just sending the chat my website. That's the best place to start. Because if you go to the website, you can read about all the programs. There are video links there. Any of you, if you like, you can email me from there, info at englishbythehour.com. I can get back to you and give you suggestions. And I also do a consult. It is a paid consult because it's 45 minutes to an hour. And I will actually walk you through and answer questions, feedback, what your primary issues and concerns are. And then I do 10 15, 20, and 25-week sessions on Zoom. And each of those packages includes different things. So we can visit about what might be best for you. You don't have to do a consult to sign up for a package, but a lot of people choose to. You can also just schedule a phone call if you want to sign up directly for a package. And if you have questions, feel free to email me that too. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rebecca. And everyone on the call, guys, if you're looking to be a, become a master of influence, master salesperson, you know what? You got to get involved. Uh, Rebecca, thank you for your time today. Thank you everyone for attending the call. Love you all. Make it a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you, 